We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now, stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year. And we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final from American Family Field, and the results are good. A Brewers one-zip victory. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. One-zip the final tonight. We are live here in the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. For more information, Tim Allen. Tim Shea in a Brewers one-zip victory. They score on a wild pitch in that bottom of the sixth inning. But that's all they needed. Just give them a little break here. And and this just in, another Brave has just struck out. I mean, 16 strikeouts for Brewers pitchers tonight. Freddie Peralta, outstanding seven scoreless innings, 10 strikeouts for him, just a couple of base hits and a walk. One of those base hits, an infield single. And uh, uh, as I said, the walk there. ERA now uh, really spiraling down. He's at 353. He was just amazing tonight, let alone the bullpen. And the back end of the bullpen, I don't know what more they're going to have to do to impress me, but it, I'm we're, we're seeing something that we've never seen here uh, in uh, Brewers history, uh, a back end, the eighth and ninth guys. And you could throw in Boxberger for what it's worth, but just in terms of uh, Williams and Hayter, just outstanding. Three up, three down for both of these guys. Three strikeouts. Last six men up for the Braves go down via the strikeout against Williams and Hayter. And it's another Brewers victory. They go to 10 games over 500 at this point. And you wonder about that offense. And I threw this out there on Twitter. Uh, we can, we can uh, rave over the pitching here in Milwaukee. 
And they needed this. Uh, they got a nice outing yesterday uh, from from Woody, but they needed this, uh, I think, to continue that trend. Pitching wasn't that great on the road trip, but they're bouncing back here, and this is more of what we expect out of this Brewers pitching staff. And Freddie Peralta was just dealing tonight. I mean, it was it was something to behold, and uh, they they get it done. Want to get your reaction on this game? Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. But on the offense, through this out there, is this Brewers offense good enough to win a World Series? Despite what happened on the road trip, we all know this pitching staff is really, really good. Right? We're, we're all well aware of that. Uh, you've got Eric Lauer doing his thing. Corbin Burns as a Cy Young guy. Freddie's getting back into the, into the mix here as, as a, a, a strong, and that might be an understatement, starting pitcher. Adrian Hauser, the Bull. I mean, I could go on and on with the pitching. You guys know all about the pitching. And I would suspect that that would continue throughout the season. Throw in an Aaron Ashby into that list as well with what he did uh, in the in the victory yesterday. So you do have, um, at the very least, strong pitching. But is the offense good enough? And on the surface, what what would your answer be? On the surface, it would be, well, not, no, I don't think so. I think they need a bat. I think they need a couple of bats. I think they need to you know, have career years. I, I think they need to step it up. I think they have to do better with runners in scoring position. I think you, know, you, you could go on and on. That's what you would think. But when you compare it to the rest of baseball, I think it might, uh, it might raise your eyebrows a little bit. I'm going to say, yes, this offense is good enough to win a World Series. We're going to see the return of Andrew McCutcheon tomorrow. He was cleared to play tonight. The Willie Adamas ankle, I didn't like the fact that it is a little bit of a high ankle sprain. That's that's never a good thing. So that that certainly is going to hurt the offense a little bit uh, for sure. But is this offense good enough to get it done? I know we're early. I, I, I don't think we've seen the best of this Brewers offense yet, and I'll still say that. We saw a glimpse of it prior to the road trip where they were averaging you know roughly six runs a game for about 12 or 13 games. That's more of what I expected coming into this year. They're not that bad. They're not as bad as you think they are. And I'll, I'll bear that out in just, just a few minutes here. So stick around for that. 25,000. 880 on a Monday night. Is today Monday? It yes. is. It, 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 it is, is Monday, Tim. Thank it still you. is. <laughs> I just I work every day, so it's, I mean, you know, it's it's tough to keep track. But twenty five thousand eight eighty, and uh, you guys were kind of feeling it in the stadium tonight for sure. I mean, I liked it. I liked it a lot. That's the buildup that this team is going to have moving forward this season first game with the roof open as well yeah that was that was nice it had to be just really you you went to the game went for a little bit bit. yeah yeah very nice very comfortable very comfortable good crowd for a monday like you said yeah it really was almost twenty six thousand on a monday night and again for those that you know really believe baseball is uh is a dying breed i just totally disagree and this this is one of the reasons why you would have to disagree with that it's Milwaukee. This isn't New York or L.A. or San Francisco. Huge Miami. The, 
Miami, that's did you see Friday night? Last Friday night, this past Friday night in Miami was nine thousand <laughs> on a Friday night. Now again, I, for those that think baseball is on the on the downward spiral, I, I couldn't disagree more. And I've heard a lot of uh, a lot of national radio guys. I haven't heard really any local. Uh, radio guys talk about that in in terms of uh, derogatory statements toward the the game of baseball and how it's dying. On the national perspective, I think a lot of guys try to rattle cages and they're just all into the NFL and NBA, and it's a it's a disrespect to the to the totality of the numbers in Major League Baseball, and and it's really it's ignorant. It is, and I'll tell them that they want to they want to talk to me. I'll tell them that. You're not looking at the whole thing. It's 162 games. It's 15 stadiums every night for six months. I mean, you you can't compare it to one game a week in the NFL or three or four in, in the NBA. Spread out. I don't even know if it averages three or four. It might be three in the NBA. And then what do they get in the NBA on their three nights at home? 15, 16? I mean, we're, we're talking 25,000. You guys, you guys are amazing. Brewer fans are amazing. We really are, aren't we? I'm going to reach around and pat myself on yeah. the back for that yep. one, too. Yep. Because we are, and it's true. It is true. One zip, the Brewers win on a wild pitch. And you would say, well, where's the offense? The offense is there, guys. It is. And I've got some numbers here that's going to bear that out. Uh, and also, is this offense good enough? Now, again, barring any catastrophic injuries, every team is going to go through their injuries. There's no question about it. And the Brewers are, you know, suffering a little bit of that right now. And they're challenged with the Andrew McCutcheon being out. He's going to be active. Uh, I think this team really missed him on that road trip. I do. I think they missed him more than people know. And now with Willie Adamas, we'll find out some more information either tonight or tomorrow for sure what the plan is moving forward with Willie Adamas because that, that, that's going to hurt. So you get one back, you might lose another one. So ensuing roster moves, they went light on the bench tonight. They, they played with fire, man. They, they did. Council played with fire, two bench players tonight. And this game was this close to going extra frames. <laughs> and what? I mean, you were, you were going to have these guys go and go until they, they just couldn't go anymore. But uh, the offense as a whole is good enough in my book to win a World Series. Do you guys think so as well? 414-799-1250. We know the pitching is. There's no question about that. We're, we're all push some chips into the middle of the table. We'll go with this pitching. Despite some bumps in the road, and that's going to happen. Freddie Prawl t- t- tonight is just more proof of you do that sort of thing, that's a playoff performance right there. You do what Corbin Burns does on a, on a weekly basis, that's postseason stuff right there. Eric Lauer, for almost a calendar year, one of the better pitchers in, in Major League Baseball, that's postseason victories right there. Now can the offense win 3-2 games, 4-3 games, 3-1 games? That's the key here. You got to start thinking like this. That's that's just the way. I heard Brian Anderson. It was great to hear BA uh, back on as well, and it was really good to hear Bob Euchre and Jeff Levery. And it's like the whole band got back together tonight, and it all fit. Euchre uh, back on the microphone. Jeff Levering 
uh, over on the radio side, BA back on Valley Sports Wisconsin, Bill Schroeder there. It's it's it was sweet to to hear all those guys tonight. Um, but they were talking about it. They were mentioning World Series stuff. Wouldn't it be nice to win a World Series here in Milwaukee? And I think it's just truer words were never sp- spoken like that. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. We, 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 this, this organization now, again, the bucks just got eliminated, but they had theirs, right? We went through that. We share a lot of the same fan base here. They had a world title in Milwaukee here. This team needs to win a world series. We know the pitching is there. We know the bullpen arms are there in the back end. I think they're still without one. That remains to be uh, added later on this year. And then you have the offense. And I'll bear those numbers out in just a minute here. 414-799-1250. How was it at American Family Field too, Tim? That was just, did you eat? Did you meet some friends there? What did you do? Yeah, just met some friends. Watched a little bit of the game with them. Uh, Watched a good pitching duel. You know, from time to time, you always got to get one of those, so. Yeah, uh, good, was... good, good atmosphere. It was flying. Oh my goodness, flying! When... But good atmosphere. Good, good fans got involved when they needed to. So, yeah, yeah, they they did. I, you know, I was uh, I was pretty impressed. Twenty five thousand, just short of twenty six thousand tonight. All right, we'll take a break. We'll get to our game recap. Want to get your reaction here on a Brewers one to nothing victory? We'll play. Well, we for sure have one highlight <laughs> for you. That's the one run, but we have another that's pretty damn impressive, too. So we've got those coming up for you. And is the Brewers' offense good enough to win a World Series? These numbers in front of me, right here, right now, they say yes. I'll explain after the break here. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. One zip, Brewers win. 16 strikeouts for Brewers pitchers tonight. We'll be right back here on The Fan. Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. Five O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at fiveoclocksteakhouse.com. One zip final. Brewers win game one of this three-game set against the Atlanta Braves, and it's a big win, guys. That's two in a row. We call that a, a winning streak, don't we? Uh, they win yesterday. They win today. I, I think that constitutes a, a winning streak. Uh, they have a shot to take the series here against Atlanta. And I, as, as I said last week, you know, let's, let's wait until the Braves get back uh, into Milwaukee to have a fair comparison. Brewers lost two of three last weekend uh, in Atlanta. But uh, let's see what happens in this series. And so far, so good. For sure on the pitching side. Now, n- neither offense here tonight was doing anything. But Freddie Peralta, how about this? How about 10 strikeouts? in a performance that uh, it was just outstanding, almost untouchable, almost unhittable here. Seven shutout innings on just two hits, 
one of them an infield single, did lose a man uh, via the walk. But outside of that, 102 pitches, ERA now at 353. But our call of the game with 5 o'clock steakhouse, I mean, you, 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 you have to – do we want to have a wild pitch as the call of the game? I mean, we'll hear that in a little bit. But I think this is a more worthy – and if you go to Brewer's Twitter, you can hear it over and over and over again. But uh, check this out uh, from Bally Sports Wisconsin and Brewer's Twitter, our calls of the game. Nobody resurrected a ball club like he did last year. Duvall was part of it. He was working yesterday. A call, strike three, Peralta. In just 41 plate appearances. Not this time, though, as Peralta. That's in there. A call, strike three. Swing at him is Peralta. Another fastball, and he picks up strikeout. No. Got him. Freddie Peralta gasses him up. 2-2 right there. Change-up specialist in his day. A swing at him is. Ozuna, dangerous hitter. And he spins one. A cold strike three. He's got a good feel for it. 3-2. Fastball right down the middle. It's just just amazing. Freddie Peralta, the highlights are heard there on Bally Sports Wisconsin, part of uh, a 10-strikeout performance for Freddie, and uh, the Brewers get it done one zip. They score on the wild pitch in the sixth inning. That's all they needed. There's going to be other games like this. It's a, it was a pitcher's duel, to say the least. Uh, Ian Anderson uh, had things working for him as well, but... You know, not only the 10 strikeouts for Freddie Peralta, but you follow up with Devin Williams, 1-2-3, all go down via the strikeout in the eighth. Josh Hader, 1-2-3, all going down via the strikeout in that ninth inning to uh, notch his 14th save, 14 for 14 on the season. Brewers with the victory, 23-13, and 13, back to that 10-game over sort of uh, area. That I always like to, and I, I think I made mention of this before, Ned Yost said, hey, man, we, we, we want to be a team that hangs out right around 10 games over 500. Then make your move a little bit later on and really, really pour it on. But uh, that's where they're at now. And that's why that win yesterday, um, you know, to really sort of bail out that road trip at 4-5 and five is so much bigger because – now you're looking at uh, your last 10 games, you're, you're five and five, you're kind of treading water there, and you're going to have these natural grinds of the season. And that's what they went through, and it was ugly at times. There's no question. You guys know that. You follow Brewers baseball. But Freddie Peralta, Devin Williams, and Josh Hader combined for 16 strikeouts in a Brewers one to nothing win. Now we talk about the offense here. If you guys want to jump in here, 414-799-1250. Now we get to the offense. Is the offense good enough to win a World Series? Well, if some of these numbers are any indication, um, I say yes. Now, I'm going to run through some of the batting averages for you. And you would say that the Brewers need a lot of help on offense. They really do. That's what you would think. Because it does sort of at times feel, well, it definitely feels that way at times. But collectively, through the 36 games here, and this is almost a quarter of the season, uh, what, Friday night will, will be a quarter of the season exactly. 
you would think that just based on how much more we want out of this offense. But just the numbers as a whole, 248 is the batting average for Colton Wong. Urias just is dynamite. Is he the next superstar? We need to talk more about him. Maybe not tonight, but we will. He's at 302 in, uh, what, 12 games since returning. Christian Yelich sitting there at 244. Rowdy Telez, 240. Renfro sitting 232. Narvaez, 253. Tyrone Taylor hitting 211. Jace Peterson, 227. Lorenzo Cain, 188. Andrew McCutcheon, 240. Willie Adamas, 208. Mike Brasso, 278. Victor Caratini, 243. And Keston Hero, while he was here, some substantial uh, ABs at 216. You would think on the surface that those numbers would say that this offense is not good enough to win a World Series. Here's where I say, well, think about this. I, I say they are, and only by comparison to the rest of the league. <clears throat> These are uh, rankings in all of Major League Baseball. So you just heard their, their individual batting averages. Collective batting average coming into today was at uh, 236. I wish it were 336. But 236 was their uh, collective team batting average, okay? That ranks 12th in all of baseball. That's not toward the bottom. That's not 27th. That's not 26th. That's 12th in all of baseball. Think about that. It doesn't seem like it, does it? And I don't even think they've reached their peak yet. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think that they've uh, really played up to their potential offensively. But 12th is the ranking for batting average, all right? How about home runs? They're number one in home runs in all of baseball. This exercise is just to prove the point that it's the perception that the offense isn't getting the job done. These, these numbers bear it out that they kind of are. Now, they're tied for first in home runs, but number one in home runs. Uh, they're tied uh, at 49 with two other teams. Runs scored, fourth in all of baseball. Isn't that the way you win baseball games? You get runs, runs across? You're going to have to score. I don't know. I'm no expert, but I know you have to score at least one to win a baseball game. They did that tonight, by the way. Uh, but they're fourth in runs scored in all of baseball, guys, with 171 runs scored. On base percentage, they're right in the middle there at 14th. Not great, but not horrible. I would have thought it was worse. They're on base percentage uh, collectively. Uh, ranks 14th with a 312 on base percentage. OPS, where do you think they rank there? That's fifth in all of baseball. See where we're going here? We're not, we're not looking at a couple of years ago where they were 26th in almost all of these categories across the board. You look back at 2020, and say, did they deserve to make the playoffs in 2020, a sub-500 mark? Well, you, you can debate that. I'm just saying that they were pretty bad offense in terms of these exact same rankings. Now, strikeouts where it gets a little iffy, 323 strikeouts that ranks third most in all of baseball. 
that they have to cut down on. Granted. How about the walks? They're ranked 10th with 116th. These are numbers that tell me, number one, I don't think they're, they're achieving their potential offensively, yet they're still up in these categories <clears throat> toward the top or at least at worst in the middle in all of baseball. Batting average, they rank 12th. Home runs, they're tied for first. Runs scored, they're fourth in baseball. On-base percentage, ranked right in the middle, 14th. OPS is fifth in all of baseball. And then you get the walks that are uh, 10th in baseball, and the strikeouts are, are a little lofty. There's no question about it. There you have some, some metric information, some analytical information that proves to you that this offense is much better than it appears. Perceptually, it seems, even to me at times, that this offense sucks. It really doesn't. And... And, and I was I was just – I wasn't blown away by these numbers. I knew they were better than they looked. But the numbers don't lie. I didn't make up these numbers. They didn't make up these numbers. It's, it's just the numbers. That's what they've done. I liked a lot of these numbers. And the best thing about these numbers are – you guys, uh, most of you, I would think, would be with me on this. I don't think they're playing their best baseball offensively. I still think they have work to do. Lorenzo Cain's got some work to do. Christian Yelich has some work to do. Some of these batting averages, if you put the names, if you attach the names to them, they're still low to me. But that doesn't mean they're low. When you, when you talk about World Series worthy, when you're first in this, fourth in this, fifth in this, that gives you a shot, legitimate shot at it. You're not that far different from the better teams offensively in all of baseball. You're not. It just, it just doesn't seem like that. So they know we, we know they have the pitching, and now it, it's just, again, that's just some, some of the proof um, that they do have the offense. 414-799-1250. Uh, let's get to our game recap. If you're on hold, we'll, we'll get to you, so sit tight. Uh, we will get to uh, you guys. And, and if you think the offense is World Series worthy, Freddie Peralta, back when this game started at 640, uh, had a, f- a little bit of hard contact in that first inning. Uh, he had a, he had a line, out, uh, line out on the first pitch that uh, was hit a little hard. And I was like, oh, don't do this in the first inning. With two outs, a uh, base hit to right. Uh, then he walks a man, two on, two out, and then a liner, another ball hit hard. Jace Peterson, a nice play to end that inning. Held the Braves off the board, and the Brewers, they have a chance in the first inning. You know, you talk about a one-zip game, and all of these situations are important in a one-zip game. And yet, yet <clears throat> you really hated to think that, you know, the first inning was maybe their only opportunity to get some damage done after a pop-out by Wong, base hit by Urias, Yelich then reaches on an air, Rowdy Telez a strikeout, but uh, Hunter Renfro then works a walk to load him up, and you're like, come on, man, take take a lead. First inning, first game of a series. You know, you guys know how I feel about that. Omar then pops it up. They strand the bases loaded into the second inning. It's scoreless, three up, three down. Freddie in the second 
a pair of strikeouts. And you can tell right there that something might be cooking for Freddie Peralta. Lorenzo Cain with a uh, base hit uh, in the second inning leads to nothing. Freddie, another one, two, three frame in the third. Brewers a leadoff single by Urias in the third. Uh, they go in order after that. And it moved to the fourth inning scoreless. Both teams empty in that fourth inning. Freddie, a couple of more strikeouts, five uh, through the four, under 60 on the pitch count. You knew he was going to go deep uh, at that point. I kind of thought really something was happening. Three up, three down for both teams in the fifth. Two more punch outs for Freddie. Seven through the five innings of play. Peralta hanging in there through six with another strikeout. Eight. In a one, two, three frame. Bottom of the sixth inning. Finally, the Brewers get on the board. A one-out double from Hunter Renfro after Omar grounded out to put Renfro over to third. You never know, man. When you get a pitcher's duel, it's one swing that can do it. In this, in this case, it was one pitch that did it. And the two-two in the dirt, and it gets by. Here comes Renfro, and the Brewers are on the board in the sixth inning on a wild pitch. One nothing, and could could that sit? I was thinking yes. You could if you wanted to box Williams hater, slam the door. Brewers win. Craig Council says no. Freddie, get out there, get back out there. Seventh inning, one two three finishes up his night. Ten strikeouts, two hits, a walk, no runs, one zip. Bottom seven. Jace Peterson a leadoff base hit that leads to nothing. He was erased on a. By the way, he was erased on a weird double play. I, you know, I was a little unclear on that. The umpire made the call, made the call that it wasn't a catch, and then they sort of retroactively awarded the double play after the throw to first. But so be it. You got Devin Williams and Josh Hader. More times than not, a one-run lead is going to stay, and it did. It stood as uh, Devin Williams, in order, strikes out the side. Hand the baton off to Josh Hader. In order, he strikes out the side. Here's your final pitch of tonight's victory. 2-2 to Riley. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. Ball game over. And the Brewers beat the Braves 1-0. Yeah, it was 16 strikeouts for Brewers pitchers. 10 out of Freddie, 3 each for Williams and Hader. And the Brewers go to 23-13. We'll check out the box score in just a bit as uh, the Brewers beat the Braves in game one. Uh, 414-799-1250. Did it open your eyes a little bit, Todd, on the uh, offensive numbers? Because it doesn't seem like their rankings are that high if, if you're just not looking at the numbers. But, man, I mean, they, they're, this offense is better than we think. Well, uh, Timmy, I, I, I'm going to go Apple uh, uh, on you on this one. I'm going to go with uh, um, with uh, the pitching. Um, and, you know, people say, well, we can trade for this guy and trade for that guy. And I thought about it tonight. I'm watching Josh Hader up there, and I'm a Hader fan. You know, we all are. Um, but tonight with him and Williams, they're just lockdown guys. They're lockdown guys. So if, 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 if I'm going to ask you a question, I'll throw one back at you. It's like, you know, people are thinking, well, you know, maybe down the line will we trade a pitcher for this or that. But I'm sitting there watching the game, and I'm thinking, 
the most dependable people we have are our peach are our, our, our excuse me our our pitchers you know and and so would you trade uh, a, a pitcher that's dependable for someone that's a hitter that's not always dependable you know the I think the the odds go for the pitcher versus the hitter it does uh, it, it does seventy percent seventy percent chance you're going to get that guy out every single time every every right. time and it's actually it's actually better than that it's much better yeah, than I that, think but, it is and especially yeah. with our guys so it's like I was sitting there and I didn't have a total epiphany about with Hater because we all love him and he's great and but tonight you know those two guys are lockdown guys and you know I I know people say down there well trade him for a hitter trade him for this trade him for that but no. They're they're dependable versus non dependable. What do you think about that? Yeah, I. Uh, I who knows what they're going to do? And you know what, Todd? Though a lot of times, and Craig Council has taught us this. He certainly has. Thanks for the call. He he has. Sometimes the season's going to dictate some of the moves that David Stearns is going to make. Sometimes the season dictates what a lineup may or may not be. Sometimes the season itself dictates. You know, with regards to a a roster move and a back and forth from AAA Nashville. You know, it might be injuries. It might be just an off year for someone. It might be options is a big thing in this organization. I mean, that that's one thing that, you know, this this organization has utilized uh, to its advantage. And I think right, they meet but... they meet with these guys, and and they know their situation. Trevor Gott, for example, he didn't have options, so he was going to make the team. He was told that in advance. He was pitching well enough at Cactus League, and they went out and got him, and 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 they told him that. The other guys, you know, they, Keston Hira, I think they they have talked to him about that. Dude, you're young. We know you have options. It may or may not work out for you. Just keep your head up and keep grinding. And once you start getting more consistent, we'll find you your playing time. Right, but but the dependability when you've got you know when you've got Gott and Hater uh, and you know it, it guys like Williams like, Box. Will, I mean, they, right, they, they're they've there. got four of them back there that they they yeah. really trust, and I think we all do for sure. And the dependability versus maybe some versatility in a guy that hits. But I would take those guys that have proven themselves, especially after tonight. It's like you watch them. They wiped the Braves completely out, yeah. which was fantastic. But that's, that's dependability, you know, dependability versus questionability with, you know, trading for a hitter. So I would stick. I wouldn't, I would not trade any of those guys at all. I, uh, I, I, I don't think anyone's uh, – too many people are going to disagree with you, Todd. It's a good point. And it's the known commodities, I think, is your point. You you yeah, know what you it, get with these guys. Yes, and you got total wipeout tonight. You know, and, and it's against a very yep. good team. So yep. why would you – I know there's going to be total guys that disagree with me, but I would go with dependability versus yep. possibility. All right, Todd, thank, thanks for the call. Let's get to Chuck here. Chuck, you're next on the fan at 414-799-1250. Did the offensive right. numbers that I read to you did that open open our eyes just a little bit? I mean, it's they are looking better than I hoped for a little bit, but at the same time, I am more focused on the pitching, and it has been 
So very good. I was at the game tonight. I just got home from it. And, oh, by the way, the, the crowd was very, very good. For It wasn't, you know, the most packed, but they were really on their feet. They were into it. It was a little bit electric. Nice. So that was very nice. But at the same time, just seeing how well that the pitching has been doing and the offense has been, you know, they've been sustaining a little bit. And uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard the rumors that, the Brewers are kind of might be interested in Andrew Benatendi. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't know if you guys knew about that, but um, what would you think if there was a deal with them and returning Kane to Kansas City so he can finish his career there, and then we end up with Benatendi? And I don't know. I just it was an idea. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there, and and you know that that Lorenzo Kane uh, storyline, if you will, this year is becoming more and more interesting. It it just is by by almost by the week it is. And you know, I I guess that would be communication with Lorenzo Kane, certainly. I I would respect that uh, if I were Lorenzo Kane. Um it might happen. They they've been known to make a move in May. <laughs> That's for sure, Chuck. It's a good point. Right. What right, did they do, what did they do last year in May? I mean, they exactly. got Willie Adamas. Yes, for sure, for sure. But, uh, yes, the team is, I mean, like the the Cincinnati road trip, that was definitely disappointing. That made you think, like, oh, what the heck, what, what's going on here? But um, to see the game tonight, I mean, the crowd was nice, and, like, the pitching was you know, outstanding against a very, very good team. And Ian Anderson, nothing to go away from him. He was awesome, too. So um, just to see that, uh, it, it, it's a it's a huge huge like jump i just i i agree i agree it's it's things like this chuck thanks for the call man um i did hear you guys at american family field too and it did seem electric for you know most fans and i don't want to speak for you guys but i think it's fair to say that most fans probably would choose an eight six game over a one to nothing game would that be a fair statement i think it is just based in uh, based on a lot of factors, most of which are just doing this show for 17 years and talking to baseball people and talking to baseball fans for a million years as as I was born in the Mesozoic era. Uh, but this game seemed a little different to me. It almost seemed a little intense. I won't go playoff-type feel to it, uh, but it did seem a little tense. I don't know, it just was to me, and I, you guys know, I, I react to the game as a fan, not a broadcaster. I just do. So that's what I felt in, uh, in say, the fifth or sixth inning. And get this guy some runs for crying out loud. <laughs> what I was saying in the bottom of the fourth, bottom of the fifth, bottom of the sixth. Get some insurance here. You never know when someone's going to run into it. That Atlanta Brave team is, is not the world champs for no reason. They can run into one. I don't care if it's Williams or Hayter. They can get one. So uh, all of this, uh, I, I was impressed. I was impressed with the crowd. And in, in terms of uh, Lorenzo Kane, I just don't know the ending of that story. And I don't know if anybody, anybody really knows what the be- – I think they're handling this the best way they can. I'm seeing a little difference. Aren't we seeing him pick it up just a little bit? A little. In the last, in the last say – week or 10 days or so, I guess. It is a little, 
He's hitting what a buck eighty eight. I think it went up. Yeah. Did it go up from there? Uh, or is yeah, it one eighty eight? I think it's one eighty eight. Yeah, it's it's yeah. one eighty eight. Um, he's a, still a tough at bat, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you what what he is. He's still a tough at bat, and you know you can't argue with his glove defensively. It's you know it's just spot on. You see something special. But you guys at uh, American Family Field, it was it was pretty nice. Don't look now with this victory. The season series is two two. I mean, just that quick. How, how ugly. <clears throat> can turn into a positive so quickly in this game. I'm never going to stop reacting, though. <laughs> I can't do it. It's not in me. It's not in me to not point out 11 errors in nine games. Uh, but we'll stay on the positive tonight. It's a Brewers one-zip win. Patrick, you were inside American Family Field tonight. How was it? It was. It was good, Tim. I mean, I'm... I took my 18-year-old daughter and two of her friends, so in a way, uh, it would have been nice to see some more offense for those for the kids. But uh, mm-hmm. the pitching pitching was was dynamite um, for for as little offense as what the Brewers provided. I thought uh, Luis Urias had a nice game, a couple hits, a base on balls. Patrick, um, I know you follow the Brewers as much as anybody. Is he the next superstar in this organization? He could be. I'm. I'm really impressed with him. Um, He's a good at bat. Yeah. He draws. I think one of the more impressive things with him are his walks. He just seems yeah. to have really good plate discipline. He really does. Yeah, he doesn't seem to be uh, chasing as much uh, as in the mm-hmm. past. Um, but yeah, just I'm impressed with the as few as uh, at bats that he had being injured in the in the spring training that. Uh, I, I've been impressed with them so far. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, great performance by Williams and Hader. Williams seems to be uh, has it figured out uh, the last couple games. I don't even know what to say about Josh Hader anymore. I I think, and I'm not kidding you. We are seeing simply greatness out of him. You don't see this. Patrick, I'm telling you, you watch a lot of baseball. I certainly have and do. You just don't see this type of greatness very often. Yeah, he's he's just flat-out dominating. I mean, he hasn't gotten himself in trouble at all this year. And, um, I mean, he was, what, hitting 99 on the radar gun tonight. So he was he was bringing it. And it's, it, I mean... It just seems that, yeah, he just gets that one or two days off and he just re-energizes yep. and really brings it. All right, Patrick, thank, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, let's go to uh, Jake. Let's, let's, let's uh, go to Jake. Jake, you're next on the fan. I, again, I'm not kidding you, Jake. I don't know what to say about Josh Hader anymore. I really don't. Jacob? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, I don't mind the low-scoring games uh, with this kind of a pitching staff. I mean, what we're seeing is probably we might not see this ever again with this pitching staff and just the stuff that they're able to do and deliver night in and night out. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's electric. And for Monday night in Milwaukee, I mean, the, the crowd was absolutely electric. It was, it was a fun atmosphere to be at. Yeah, I, I don't uh... – I don't remember too many Monday nights that the feel was was like that. 
uh, at American Family Field. There's been some, but there haven't been many. What was going on in there? This, this, this was it the Bucks. Now everyone focuses now on the Brewers. I don't know. I, I think it had to do with Freddie dealing tonight. I mean, I think we were all kind of waiting. We know what Freddie's capable of doing, and the fact that he went out eleven strikeouts. I mean, he was just electric. And uh, I think everyone was just feeding off of that. And, I mean, we didn't even need to score any runs. That Our pitching staff is just – if we're going to go far this year, it's going to be based on that pitching staff. And it, it, uh, No, and, and, and I think everyone agrees with that. But the offense is better than we think. It is. Jacob, thanks for the call, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a good point. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's just that this offense appears, the perception is, is that they're not that good. And then you look at the numbers, and you're proven wrong. They are pretty decent. They kind of are. Now, I do, I do want to just say this, that a lot of times I will isolate. I don't care what the rest of the league is doing. I think these guys should be better. So there is that philosophy also that I, I do consider that at times. But if, you, if you're just doing the comparison thing, they're an offense good enough to win a World Series in my book, even right now. And it doesn't seem like it. That's the, be- that's the best sign. Uh, 799-1250, let's go to uh, Ryan leaving American Family Field. What's going on? Hey, Tim. Uh, it was a great atmosphere tonight at the game. Uh, the pitching was great. Uh, now, Craig Council still has no update about Adamas or McCutcheon. But right, uh, I, really right. definitely, I really think we need those guys back in the lineup as soon as possible. Otherwise, we might not be uh, seeing too many 1-0 victories like we skidded by tonight. Yeah, it seemed like they really missed McCutcheon more so than, than I would have thought. But it, it, you know, it appeared over the road trip that they really did miss him. Yeah, and I don't know if you've been in the ballpark this year, Tim, yet. Um, not if they're yet. Letting you, if, you, if they're letting media back in the um, they locker are. room and whatnot. But they are. When, Josh, when Josh Hader gets introduced, I don't know if you've seen it, but they do like a WWE like type feel in the uh, ballpark. They dim the lights, they make it flashing. They got this video for him on yes, the scoreboard, yes. so it's a pretty cool thing to see. And it was great that the roof was open tonight. So that always is, gotta that, love that for the first game of the year. That is that is so cool. And and how do you describe Josh Hader? I mean, that's that's it's becoming more and more difficult to describe the dude. It is, and I think my buddy who I was with the game at tonight, Larry Klein, he was telling me, you know, we got to keep this guy in our roster as, as long as possible because when he comes in a game in the ninth inning, I mean, it is good as locked up. So I think we got to do what we can to keep this guy long term. I mean, I don't know about arbitration um, going forward here, but I'm a fan of him. I think I think we need him on this ball club. All right, good stuff. Thank thanks for the call, Ryan. I appreciate that. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Heimer, you're next on the fan. What's going on, Heimer? Nice win tonight. Nice win, Tim. But uh, I don't think they got enough offense with their liability in center field. Tim, he's 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 wee, he's bad. He, you know, he, offensively, he's terrible. He is. He's done. And and your one of your callers stole my thunder earlier. About the Ben Attendee thing. Yeah, the, the, well, the Ben Attendee thing, you're obviously going to have to tack on to, uh, to that trade uh, if, if you were going to go ahead and make that trade. But the Brewers have their best, their best farm system 
they've had in many, many years right now. They've got some of the prospect capital to, to get really any trade they want to get done, for sure. Well, I don't think I don't think Kane would be involved in that trade. I think we're stuck with him. That that contract was a joke. That eighty million, five years, the guy's thirty two years old. He's you know, thirty two years old, you're at your prime. He's going downhill. Okay, okay. And, and what Tim and I know you like what he does in the locker room. Okay. But down the stretch, though, is what I'm saying. What kind of presence, what kind of leadership ability, what, just what kind of steady-as-she-goes kind of presence is, would Lorenzo Cain be to a team like this that, it, that, is, that is poised, has the pitching, and has enough offense to win a World Series? I think that's a powerful entity that would be lost. I do. Now, yeah, can, he get, there, can, he, is- can he get to August and September without playing himself to the bench? Yeah, well, okay, you got Adamus, right, in the locker room. You got Touch. I mean, these guys are, you know, they, you know they're fiery. They'll, they got you in the locker room. You know, Kane, he's what, – what, Tim, when it comes down to the big hit, you need somebody to come through. One eight, Tim, 188. He goes one for five, and his average goes up. I mean, he's got no homers. He's right. got four RBIs. Yeah. He runs down a few balls. He had a rough uh, road trip. Couple errors. People don't talk about. You know, his arm. Oh, I is, did. He's got a weak arm. It's time to move on. And I'm saying, we're, I think we're stuck with him. It's you know, if we can get that attendee, you're probably going to have to give up like Hauser and Taylor. And maybe throw a Hera in there. I don't even know if you'd have to give up uh, much of a big league rostered player. I, I think uh, they they might consider some some prospects in that deal. They might. Or prospects, yep. right? Yep. And, and according to the paper, now Small is ready. Small, Small is, is ready. ready. He's a pitch, right? Dealing, just dealing. He's he's going to be here soon. He will. Right. Okay, so you got Ashby, you got Small. I mean, you, you can maybe, you know, and, you know, Hauser can be involved in some kind of trade, but could be. As could far be. as uh, winning, as far as the hitting end of it, with him in center field, Kane, unless you replace him, I don't think I don't think they have a chance. Well, hold, hold on, Heimer. Let me let me just let me just go go through this uh, uh, again. Their their collective team batting average heading into the, today was two thirty six. That ranks twelfth in all of baseball. So is it horrible? It's not great at 236 if you just isolate on that. But if you compare it to the rest of the league, they're above the halfway mark. Okay, so it's, so it's not great. But check this out. Home runs are tied for first with 49. Runs scored, they're fourth in all of baseball with 171. On base percentage, they're in the middle at 14. That's going to happen with a big strikeout team. Uh, OPS is fifth in all of baseball at 731, uh, and their walks, uh, they're ranked 10th in all of baseball. That, to me, is far better than I would have thought by watching every game, by, by analyzing every game. Without looking at these numbers, I would have said, these numbers aren't the Brewers. But they are. They're, they're kind of holding their own offensively, and it really doesn't seem like it. So can you afford the luxury to let Lorenzo Cain at least give him a puncher's chance to work out of it? I, I don't think so. 
But I, okay. I, I okay. but I think they will, Tim, because they're stuck with them. Nobody's going to want him. Nobody's going to want him at this yeah. stage of his career. So we're going to be stuck with them. And if we can get Benatendi, I'll tell you what, Benatendi better be playing every day and Kane better be doing the reserve role or something is wrong. Yeah, if, right. if, if that report is right. All right, uh, Heimer, great conversation, man. We're, we're going to keep track of this. You and I will have a conversation about Lorenzo Kane all year long, all right? All right, Tim, be well. All right, you too. 799-1250. It is, uh, it's interesting. And guys like Lorenzo Cain, well, any, really any, any, any ball player, there's a, there's a degree, I think, of respect that goes both ways. However, with the consideration and a strong consideration that we're here to win, I think Lorenzo Cain is aware of that, and the organization certainly is aware of that. And so there's, there is that, do we owe him anything? Kind of debate that, that occurs. And, and that's a tough one. Man, it's super tough. You know, certain guys, not all ball players are going to be able to go out at the peak of their game. Hardly any of them do. And how an organization handles that, that's, that's, the, that's the tricky thing. It is, it is tough, but it's an ongoing story. And, and I do believe that he is valuable to this team. I do. And he's valuable by more than just his glove. And, yeah, he had some errors and some questionable decision-making uh, on some other plays as well during the uh, road trip. But the team in, in general didn't play all that well on the road trip. But there, there is just a storyline here that is, that is kind of sailing along here and just flying under the radar a little bit. Not to Heimer, though. Heimer's all over it. We've talked about Kane. Uh, just about all season thus far. Brewers get a one-zip victory late for a break. We're going to hear from Craig Council. I'll still make room for you if you want to jump in here. 414-799-1250. Yeah, back to this. Not that Ring That Bell song, because we jinxed him on that. This is the Hall & Oats. You make my dreams come true. They play this at American Family Field after victories, and we're going to start playing this after victories, too. We'll be right back here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. One zip, Brewers beat the Braves tonight in a uh, pitcher's duel. Freddie Peralta, just uh, amazing. Uh, Ten strikeouts, seven scoreless, a couple of hits and one walk. ERA now at uh, 353. Welcome back. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. One of our callers, Timmy, uh, said that uh, you know, have I been to the stadium yet this year? Is the media being allowed in? The media is being allowed in. It's, it certainly is. And, um, you know, I, uh, I, I got to wait. I just am not up to it yet health-wise and going through what I'm going through, guys. I want nobody to go through this. Trust me. Um, and if, you're, if, you, if you know anybody uh, and have any uh, sort of familiarity with uh, long COVID, um, tell them I'm, I'm with them, man. <laughs> Kindred spirits. It's, it's a rough, rough go, man. It's allowing me to work though. And that's a good thing because it, it, uh, takes my mind off. And that's what sports is for, to take your mind off all that nonsense. And uh, that's what it's doing for me. And I think it's doing that for a lot of people, but I will get there, but I, I need to be a hundred percent yet. It's not that I can give it or get it or anything like that because of it. It's just that uh, I, I need to feel a little bit better. So I'll, I'll get down there. I'll get, to, I'll get at Josh Hader. And that, that's what I thought of when, uh, when that caller brought that up. Have I been down there uh, recently this year? And you know, I, I can't wait to you know, go one-on-one with, with Josh. I, I miss him. And, but the next thing I thought of was, Tim, I, I, can't, I can't describe what he's doing right now in baseball. We're, we're seeing something that you just don't see. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's filthy what he's doing. It it really is. This is it I don't know how you describe it and maybe we'll have one of those shows that maybe some fans can put it a little bit better than I than I can because I I just I'm throwing my arms up. I can't, I can't. It's just greatness. It is. I mean, you don't see this stuff. Here here's a couple nuggets from Mike Vasallo about Josh Hader this season. 14 games, 14 saves, 13 and a third innings pitch no runs opponents are two for 43 with five walks and 21 strikeouts here here's another one josh Hader has now converted 28 straight save opportunities dating back to last season the longest active streak in the majors his last blown save came on seven seven of 21 at the new york mets i remember that (laughs) Put, put that in the back pocket and leave it there um yeah, I, it's just it's just amazing, and and I know what what we think as fans. We say, well, uh, are we going to pay him the big money, a, a closer? Uh, that's more times than not in baseball, and I'm not saying it's going to be in Josh Hader's situation, but 
more times than not, that kind of comes back to chew up a lot of your payroll and do you get the bang for the buck on it? A lot of teams have tried that and failed doing that. When they when they try to play the hot hand and sign them long term as a closer, it, it just didn't and doesn't work out. More times than not, it just doesn't work out long term. It may work for a year or two, and after that, you know, you're like, wow, a lot that's a lot of money for a guy that's no longer the closer. You know, and it starts with moving him back to the setup role and then moving him back to middle and then, you know, taking a break. So a lot to discuss with Josh Hader, but it is pretty damn impressive. It, it really is. But Freddie Peralta was also. Let's hear what Craig Council has to say after a Brewers one-zip win. Well, we pitched really well tonight. Um, two, two back guys were were, were just lights out, um, and Freddie was Freddie was great tonight. I thought he just he got locked in, and um, you know it was really. It was really you know, for seven innings, just it was even, smooth. Um, you know, he didn't he didn't get into trouble. The first inning was really the, you know, after after two quick outs, um, you know, as much trouble as he was in, really. Craig Freddie's had a few good starts now in a row, four or five actually. Um, has there been any like common themes um, for him during this run? Um, I mean, I think. Yeah, Freddie's a good pitcher, um, and, and you know a couple couple uneven starts at the beginning, but his I think he's kind of reined in his breaking ball a little better here, um, and that out that's you know just the kind of the equalizer with with evening out um, you know making his makes his fastball better, um, and his breaking ball has just been competitive a lot, and, and that I thought some some early starts he just kind of missed a lot missed by pretty good margin with his breaking ball and kind of free pitches almost for hitters um and there's there's none of that anymore for Devin to have three strikeouts on the fastball is that a good sign for him well yeah that that's what I think you know the league is kind of trying to make an adjustment to Devin which is which makes sense um and and I think it shows Devin and shows all of us that that that's that's a key for him. Is that the fastball is a key for him, um, and it's it's kind of expected and it's part of the we talk about it all the time that what the league requires players to do, um, and uh, he, he threw some good ones tonight in some good spots, and so throwing that throwing that fastball where he wants is 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 a big key to Devin for sure. It doesn't seem like we've really even touched on him a lot, but just 14 appearances, 14 saves for Josh at this point. It's, it's pretty incredible stuff. Yeah, he's locked in. I mean, you, you could just just tell the, you know, the at bat to Demerit was a great example of just you know he, he comes out of the pen and he he throws four pitches exactly where he wants them um, at big velocity, um, and there's there's just not a lot a hitter can do with those pitches. Uh, you, you can. You can take a swing. You can know they're coming at that velocity where he's putting them in the strike zone. Really hard, really hard to hit. Anderson pretty much was matching Freddie pitch for pitch. When a guy's doing that, you just got to take advantage of the, the breaks you get, right? He did a really good job against our left-handed hitters. His, his changeup was 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 really good to the left-handed hitters. Um, I, I don't I don't know that a left-handed hitter reached base uh, against him. I th- well, yeah, he got on the air, but um, he. The, the changeup was really good. Our, our, our right-handers had 
better at bats for sure. Um, but we, you know, we, we we know what to expect from him. But that changeup's a good pitch. Renfro hasn't played here a ton. On that Karam, is that a tough read for a, a hitter runner when a Karam's off like that to go for two? Or do you think that's an easy call? That he's played here. No, that's a. I mean, I thought you go for two. Yeah, that's kind of that's a no brainer right there. Yeah. We're getting some questions about that uh, double play ball that Colton hit. What did the what did the umps tell you? Just that he that he, that he didn't catch it. And that's not did he catch it? It's not reviewable. Or it is any, any yeah balls in front of the infielders are not not reviewable. Looked like. It, you can look at it and argue about it, probably, because his gloves the same color as the dirt. But it doesn't look like any dirt kicked out. Yeah. Cutchin uh, tweeted during the game that he was cleared. Is there anything you can give us on that? He's cleared. Okay. Active tomorrow. In uniform or anything. Uh, he, he was he was here. He's here. Um, we'll. Uh, We'll see what's we'll see what's going on tomorrow. Yeah. How about Willie? Does the doctor get any more? Um, I got nothing on Willie right now. Um, Gustave, we're looking at about six weeks um, after an MRI. Um, we, we've got to talk about Willie still. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South Twenty Seventh Street in Oak Creek. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. Jim Dandy's on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Great food, awesome fish fries, plenty of TVs to watch the games, and always a friendly vibe. It is a Brewers one zip victory. Let's check out the numbers here as uh, the Brewers win their 23rd on the season. Colton Wong tonight goes 0 for 4. Luis Rios keeps keeping on 2 for 3 with a walk. Christian Yelich goes 0 for 4. Rowdy Telez 0 for 4. Hunter Renfro goes 1 for 2 with a big run scored. He also drew a walk. Omar Narvaez 0 for 3, Tyrone Taylor 0 for 3, Jace Peterson 1 for 3, Lorenzo Cain 1 for 3 as well. Pitching lines tonight, wow. Freddie Peralta, he goes 7 innings, allows no runs on 2 hits, 1 walk, and struck out 10. He did uh, have the 1 walk there, but that, again, you strike out 10 and keep those guys off the board. Is, it is an outstanding performance. Uh, he threw 102 pitches and his ERA now at a very respectable 353. Devin Williams, no runs, no hits, no walks, three strikeouts in one inning. Same for Josh Hader, no runs, no hits, no walks, three strikeouts. Just amazing, these guys at the back end. Uh, Brewers get one run. On five hits, no errors. The Braves get shut out on just two hits with one error. The win goes to Freddie Peralta. He is now 3-1. and one. The loss to Ian Anderson. He's now 3-2. and two. Josh Hader saved number 14 of 14 chances. 25,880 at American Family Field to enjoy this one. Brewers now here in the 2022 championship season. 
a 23-13 and 13 mark, riding atop the National League Central. And who are we going to hear from after the break here, Tim? Omar Narvaez. Okay, we'll hear from the Brewers catcher. On a little bit of a, a run here for Omar. Wouldn't think. Doesn't seem like he is, but he's swinging a little bit better bat here as of late. Uh, we'll hear from the Brewers backstop after the break here. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show. Presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. One zip, Brewers win. We'll be back, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek on 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros. Brewers get the victory tonight to take game one of this three-game set. And don't look now, four games against the Braves this year. Series tied, 2-2. Just if you're keeping track of that sort of thing. They are the world champs. I do keep track of that sort of thing. Uh, Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Sophia Minner caught up with Omar Narvaez after the game. Omar, a one to nothing shutout. I know you're really proud of the performance by your pitching staff tonight, and it started with Freddie Peralta, a two-hit shutout for him, 10 strikeouts, eight of those on the fastball. What made that pitch so good tonight? I think it was his batting decided pretty good. Every time uh, we threw the breaking ball, he was down in the zone, and that helped a lot with the, uh, with the movement of the, the fastball that he got. So it did help a lot every time we strike one, and we got people guessing on the plate. Devin Williams also struck out the side on the fastball, something we've never seen from Devin before. Why was that the plan for him in the eighth? I think a strike one was uh, really important today and uh, see what happened when we, uh, we were ahead of the hitters. Of course, Josh Hader coming in to face the top of the order. Never a doubt with Hader on the mound. What did you see from him tonight? Throwing strikes, you know. Um, we, were, we were facing a good lineup today and uh, we, we just got to throw strikes and, uh, we, you know, we got a good pitching staff and see what we're doing for you Omar how fun is it to be behind the plate when your guys are dealing like that and the game plan is coming together yeah it makes it easier when uh, I got my guys on the strikes all right congratulations Omar on a great night behind the plate for a one to nothing shutout you're listening to the Gene Wagner plumbing postgame show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek Craig Council's workday is done he's from here and he lives here <laughs> Time for Craig's Ride Home. His radio just might be on 1250 AM, The Fan. Do you feel the need to let him know what's on your mind? I know we do. Okay, Craig Council is uh, probably on his way home. Might be just about there if he happens to have the radio dial on 1250 AM, The Fan. Uh, well, I'm just going to say congrats on the win. That's, that's for sure, Craig. Although I think you know what sort of roster moves are coming, and uh, I applaud the fact that you're very strategic uh, in announcing those things. So I, this is just my guess, Craig, that you can make a big announcement pregame uh, with the scrum uh, in the dugout tomorrow. So, But congrats on the victory. It was a good bounce back yesterday as well as today. was not very happy with your defense, by the way. <laughs> on that road trip maybe that more than anything else that was a little different for me under uh 
under you know Stearns and, and yourself here the last few few years defensively. I'm not used to 11 errors in a nine game span. That's just I, I did not like that part of it. And uh, but good recovery. You go four and five, and then you come back with a big win uh, tonight. So enjoy the night, enjoy the victory. And uh, Tim Shea, you have any any kind words for Craig Council or no? Uh, just a nice victory tonight. Uh, yeah, just That's thank it. you. Thank yeah. you for getting a win while I was at the game. Yeah, Even though I wasn't good. there for the full game, I get another victory sure. under my belt. At... Nothing real controversial, no. controversial with his uh, manage, bullpen management or no. any decision he made no. tonight. This was a sort of a autopilot thing. You yes. let him go, get as close as you can to box Williams Hater. Once Freddie went out there for the seventh, it then eliminated box, then it was Williams Hater. Had Freddie's pitch count been down a little bit more, it would have been eliminating Williams in box and just going to Hater. So that was really nothing nothing doing. I think I think uh, maybe Murph managed this game. A tonight. nice clean victory. Yeah, it was. It was. All right. Uh Game two of this three-game set, 6.40 first pitch tomorrow. Uh, after the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Gene Wagner Plumbing postgame show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Pitching matchups, Tim Shea. On the bump for the Brewers, Adrian Hauser. He's 3-3 three and three with a 3.86 ERA. Going up for the Atlanta Braves will be Tucker Davidson. Who... Tucker Carlson. <laughs> oh, Davidson. No, no, Davidson. Davidson. Okay. Uh, he last pitched uh, on April 11th, so he is. It sounds like a bullpen game. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's sounding like a bullpen game. He's 0 0. He's got a 16.23 ERA. And if if uh, Snitker uh, is smart, it, it was a lefty, right? Is that that correct? He's a left hand. Correct. Yeah, okay. At least yeah, starting, it will be a call. lefty. So because because Craig Council then bases his lineup facing that starter lefty, knowing full well it's going to flip over anyway. So uh, Brewers they really kind of struggle against lefties. Even this will be the third time that it's been a bullpen bullpen game against the Crew, and all three times now it's been a left-handed reliever that's that started. And uh, again, they I'll, I'll probably go over some of the numbers uh, tomorrow against left-handers. But uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks to uh, Tim Shea. And my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. Enjoy the victory. And I'll talk to you tomorrow after the last pitch as you make the switch that you've done for 17 years. Smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.